SoWin TV presents. SoWin TV presents. Hello, I'm Aurora Ortega Geis. And welcome to Pop Talk, the show where you never know what topics may pop up. It's never good for a child when their parent goes to prison for whatever reason. But today, our guest is doing his best to help the children break the cycle of crime and imprisonment through his ministry. Lisa, tell us more. Yeah, I'm going to introduce him in a minute, but we want to introduce our brand new Pearls of Promise team member and Pop Talk backup host, Michelle Burden. So, Michelle, we're just so glad that you're going to be joining Pearls of Promise Ministries, and, and you just fit right into the team, so welcome. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you so much. <laughs> so glad you're here. And, and unfortunately, we have to say goodbye to one of our uh, team members, Dr. Lynette Sim, who's been with the ministry for five years, is moving on to work with another ministry, Alive at Last. It's a perfect ministry for her. Uh, they uh, talk, they speak to uh, women who've been sexually abused, and Lynette has been really working on that with her documentary and, and her book, and so this is a perfect fit for her. So we have to say goodbye to her and wish her all the best. Did you know that one-fourth of all children with an incarcerated parent drop out of high school? Did you know that 70% of all inmates go back to prison once they're released? Our guest, Cyril Prabhu, is changing those statistics. Listen to this. He's changing them dramatically through his ministry, Proverbs 22.6. 100% of the children of those in prison graduate from high school, and 100% of the incarcerated moms do not return to prison after their release. That is incredible. I've got chills just saying this. And in addition... To his work with Proverbs 22.6, Cyril has been a senior information architect for Bank of America for the past 25 years, so he is juggling ministry and work, but he's doing a great job. He was presented the bank's award of excellence. He, re he received by only the top 1% of associates. He's also an author, and we were looking at his book last night, so powerful. It's called Are You Dancing in the rain. So you want to go get that right now on Amazon so you can hear more about Cyril. He's a native of India, but he now resides in Matthew, North Carolina. This is just incredible work that you're doing, Cyril. And I know we met at the International Christian Film Festival. I, I was immediately drawn to you and the work that you're doing. I see the power and I see the anointing on you. So tell us why you started Proverbs 22.6 Ministries. So my day job, as you said, is like a data mining, right? Um, what happened is like when I came into this country in 93, fortunately or unfortunately, I was taken down at a gunpoint, locked up in a dark room. I almost saw my death very close to my eyes. It probably was two inch away from my face. So the guys had a, a gun on my face. They could have shot me there. But when I came out of that situation, I was like an E.T., go home, right? <laughs> but somehow God used what I went through that night and uh, used it to just like a look at the guys who put me through that experience, right? 
First, I had to forgive those guys who put me through that experience. But then God used that to see the prison system at large and how broken some of these things are. And what caught my attention is the children. The children of inmates have an 82% probability to go to prison themselves every day. All the listeners who are watching this today, when you go put your head on the pillow, know this for sure, 4,500 children below the age 18 went to prison, jail, or some correctional system today. That just burned my heart. I could not sleep. I could not put my head on my pillow to just like knowing this information that I can actually let go of this, right? So that has been my foundation of my journey. And... Um, I took, uh, you know, all this data, and uh, initially I thought this was an African-American problem. Why? All my data pointed me to that one. All the things that said that, uh, you know, one out of three African-American men are in prison in large cities, right? Any African-American child that's born today, one out of three African-American child that's born today has a probability of going to a jail, prison, or die before the age 30, right? These numbers made me think that this is a, an issue with African-American people, right? But then I realized another population that goes into prison is the Hispanics, a large number of Hispanics. If you take the prison system at large, 66% uh, of inmates serving time in prison this, in this country are, are Hispanics or African-Americans. So there's got to be some commonality between them. And I found out eight out of 10 Latino moms that are giving birth in this country are single moms. The commonality is not someone being an African-American or a Latino or a Hispanic or race or gender or color. The commonality is not having fathers at home. If we can bring the fathers back into the lives of these children, crime in this nation will come down. So that's been my foundation to start Proverbs 2 to 6. Love it. You have four goals that you try to accomplish with a child of an incarcerated parent. Yes. And the first one that you start with is um, encouraging the children. How do you go about speaking life into them? Oh, so here's the thing, right? 85% of men that are serving time in prison today grew up without fathers, right? So they don't even know what it means to have a father's at home. So the first thing that I needed to do is go back into prison, talk to these fathers, talk to these mothers that are serving time in prison and helping them to know their rightful role. The Bible says, you know, he will turn the hearts of the fathers towards their children and hearts of the children towards their fathers. Lest I will come and strike this earth with a curse. The end. The Old Testament ends like this. For 400 years, God never spoke a word to anybody before the New Testament started, right? But this was the last thing in God's mind to turn the hearts of the fathers towards their children and hearts of the children towards their fathers. So my journey in encouraging these fathers is to get to that point because if we don't get them to love their children, if they don't take the rightful roles as a fathers, right? That's a huge variance. We cannot talk about forgiveness. We cannot talk about education. We cannot talk about any of these things until the fathers take the rightful roles in the lives of these children, right? And so 
The encouragement part is, is to give these fathers all the tools on how to communicate with their children, how to interact with their children, how to love their children like nobody has loved their children. Because when the fathers don't tell their children how much they love them, someone on the streets is using those lines to get our precious girls pregnant. Mm -hmm. If the fathers don't tell their children how much important it is to stay in school. That's why our kids are dropping out of school, right? If the fathers don't tell their children, this food that I'm eating is not worth it. You're speaking to my heart because I'm a fatherless girl. You know, I was fatherless at birth, and so I understand all you're saying. It was just by the grace of God that I didn't go down the wrong path. Absolutely. But I know what you're saying, and I know how easy it is for a fatherless child to... to be in prison to do the wrong thing to Absolutely. to get pregnant and do I just love what you're doing. Yeah. Yes. You know, Cyril, I love your heart. The passion is absolutely there and the anointing of God in terms of how you are creating transfer transformation in the home. And right. more specifically, you do this second attempt. And the second attempt is where you connect the um, the parent who's incarcerated with the child. Right. And I want you to really tell us what happens when that event or that meeting happens. Sure. So what happened is that uh, the first time we actually wanted to educate these children. The mission of Proverbs 2 to 6 is twofold. One, to reconnect them with their, their dad or mom. The second one is education. So the first year in 2012, that's when we started this ministry, uh, we took school supplies into the prison. And uh, we turned the prison into Walmart. We allowed the fathers to pack the school supplies so we can go deliver it to their children. And uh, we had a close to 88 fathers, that, uh, children, that got their bags packed. Mm. So we went to the city called Columbia in South Carolina. We have invited the sheriff of Columbia. We have invited uh, Coca-Cola to serve food. We had like a Fort Jackson give... Uh, um, they're meant to serve. We had volunteers. We had a music band. It was like a big deal. This was like our first event, right? But only four out of 88 children showed up. Mm -hmm. It was almost like somebody threw their hand through my chest and pulled my heart out mm -hmm. and threw it on the floor and stomped on it, right? And I had to go back to God and cry and ask God, God, what am I doing wrong? What is that that I'm missing here? Why I'm not able to convince? Because when we sent the school bags to their homes, they threw the bag outside and said, we don't want to deal with this, right? Mm. So I have no idea where to start. So the first thing God showed me in this journey is how much of hurt and pain and scar that's left in the life of these children and the mothers and the caregivers, right? And so March of 2013, the one year uh, mark, I took the kids inside the prison and I allowed the fathers to get on their knees and ask for forgiveness by washing their feet. The story that we hear in the Bible is not a 2,000-year-old story. It is alive and well and active today. And so what happened is there were 18 fathers who washed their children's feet, got released the following year and the years after. Ten years has gone by, not even one of those fathers who washed their children's feet ever came back to prison. What a beautiful, Amen. You tell me, beautiful. Text. Is my God real? Is, you, you tell me if what is written in the word is not true. And so this whole energy 
of them washing their children's feet changed the trajectory of these fathers that I wasn't even thinking that I was going to work with them. I was going to help the kids to break the generational cycle. Yeah, Cyril, one, the thing that I hear is the Lord took your discouragement and yes. he bridged you to understand their hearts through compassion. Absolutely. And that's what just continued to motivate you on this, on this mission. That's beautiful. Right. And so every year we take these kids into the prison. Now the fathers not only wash their children's uh, and ask for forgiveness. We also celebrate their missed birthdays. So within one day, we just celebrate. Every time the kids are spending time with their mom or dad is their birthday. We spend time in helping them to heal and allow the fathers to put a medicine in their hearts when they come to see their dad. We take the school supplies into the prison, allow the fathers and mothers to shop school supplies with their children, and we allow the fathers to dance with their daughters in letting her know how beautiful she is, how precious she is, and she needs to hear that assurance from their dad that my dad still mm -hmm. loves me more than anything. And so that's the journey of like a taking and interacting with them inside the prison. And that is so important because fatherless girls have low self-esteem. They need the father, the father figure to speak into their lives and tell them these things. Like that's yeah. where they hear that they're beautiful, that they are yeah. going to do great things. And when you don't have that, it's, it's just a, a tr it, you're always searching for that in the wrong places. Absolutely. Um, you know, one of the other things that you guys do, Cyril, is you, you try to educate the children. Um, Absolutely. And, you know, and, and another thing that comes to mind, I want to back up just a minute. What comes to mind also is that when you have the fathers do these things and help pack the backpack or to help do things with the kids or the moms going shopping or whatever it is, it's like you're teaching them how to do it Absolutely. because they'd never probably known how to do that because they didn't have right. anybody to show them how to do it, correct? Right, right. But, but you also educate them. And right. so can you talk about your education program? So um, our goal is to save one million children from going into prison. That's the vision of Proverbs 2 to 6, right? What I found out is that 75% uh, of the national crime is done by high school dropouts, right? And you pointed out like a one-fourth of these children, after they get into high school, they drop out, right? The probability of high school dropouts ending up in a prison is one out of eight. One out of eight kid that drops out of high school, irrespective of whether you have a, a father in a prison or mother in a prison, if you drop out of high school, your probability is one out of eight, right? 6.6 .6 million children drop out of high school in this country. This country has seriously lost its vision for education. What used to be one time the second or third place in the world educational system, today America is trailing at 28 and 30 for math and science, right? And so in order to fix this problem, we need to bring education back into the lives of these children. The first year, I wanted to help these guys to go to college. We were trying to frantically find out the kids between the age group of 15 through 18. And I found out 59 kids qualified to be in that age group. And so when we made the phone calls, 30 out of that 59 were already in prison. 19 of them were pregnant, could not go further in their education. 
10 of them were doing sixth and seventh grade. We couldn't even find one kid that can go to school in the first year. But because these fathers kept washing their children's feet and asking for forgiveness, because of these fathers giving the uh, chance to put a medicine in the hearts of these children, the second year we were able to send three kids to college. We were like, Yahoo! Yes. Then eight kids, then 25. As of this morning, we have sent 86 children to college. Our kids have grades between 4.6 and 5.8 GPA, 1,800 plus in SATs. And then 40% wow. of our children are doing a double or a triple major in biometrical engineering or computer science or secondary education. What this country needs today is the education. If we don't bring the education as a priority, and because it has a very strong correlation to them going into prison, uh, we, we cannot shy away from educating these kids. Amen. Praise God. I just I love the statistics. I love what you're doing. It's, it's just absolutely amazing. Thank you. I know in the fourth initiative, you empower the child right. and promote accountability. What are some of the ways you create an atmosphere um, for accountability with the children? Fantastic. The, the, the thing is that uh, these kids need to be not only educated, they, they need to have a life style change in their life, right? We need to empower them with the, all the tools possible. So we have something called the kids to career. So we start from the eighth grade itself. We talk to these kids on how to speak to an elder, how to even look at the, the, the people through their eyes before they shake hands, how should they dress up, how they need to uh, speak to the others. It's not about education alone. It's about a lifestyle change. Because they don't have fathers at home or mothers at home, there's nobody who's teaching them these kind of life skills. And so every third week in a month, we bring these kids. Now, because of this COVID, we cannot do it physically. We have an online version of it where they get a chance to meet with their mentors. They get like a, you know, the information, the knowledge to build themselves. So when they end up going to a college or a technical school, they're empowered to exercise what their God-given character at school, God-given character in choosing their life. And Cyril, I just want to remind you of something that you said um, when we were talking earlier before we started the show, and you mentioned that piece of mentorship yes. and how powerful that, 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 uh, that relationship is and how it's transforming these individuals. Just say a little bit more about the mentorship. Absolutely. The, the thing is that these children needed uh, someone in their life to help them think through these kids don't really need a sympathy. They don't need a pity. They just need someone to guide them through this journey. And so a lot of times what we think is that, uh, uh, even in church, right, we would love to give a $20 bill or a $100 bill so somebody can take care of, right? But really, the Bible says in Matthew 25, where God's talking about the goat and the sheep. He's talking about, like, uh, I was uh, in hospital. I was naked. I was hungry. I was uh, sick. I was in prison, right? And the, the righteous would ask, when were you, God? 
being in all these places. And Jesus says, when you have done it to the least of these, you have done it unto me. I want to challenge the church, especially churches in Texas and Dallas and Houston and all these places to know that being in a church on a Sunday morning is absolutely good. The fellowship is good. But we need to take the Matthew 25 seriously. That's not a recommendation. That is a commission mm. that God has given to the church. Cyril, I love that you use the word commission because that's exactly what we want you to tell the story. And that is how we as believers are changing the culture. We'll be in light in the darkness. And so you one day received a phone call from a governor. Absolutely. And this governor from North Carolina, um, he, ha since then, since you've launched this ministry in North Carolina, uh, it has two prisons in North Carolina that have actually shut down because of this phone call that you received. And I really want to tell our listeners more about that event. Absolutely. So I think you're talking about um, the school that we are about to start in those prisons. Um, it's actually uh, the commissioner of prisons, ah, uh, uh, okay. Todd Ishii. Uh, he spoke to me because uh, I've been telling uh, the commissioner that we have now gone from like uh, three kids to eight kids to 86 to in the next four years, we are about to send 2,000 children to college. And so instead of sending these children to uh, Clemson and other places, which is all good schools, uh, USC and so on, I was telling the commissioner, if only we can have these kids raised up in one of our facilities, if we can just like help them, not just with the educational part alone, but if we can just like teach them how to be a father, how to be a son, how to be a husband, along with our education, then it is not only the education that is going to lead them into a success, but also giving them a hope to believe, mm -hmm. right? And so I'd ask the commissioner if they can turn over some of the closed prisons. Because if you think about it, when I started this journey in 2012, South Carolina, the largest employer of South Carolina was the Department of Correction, mm. right? And today, in 2021, December, they released a number that said South Carolina has the lowest recidivism in the country for returning back into prison. South Carolina went from 25,000 inmates in 2012 to 15,400 inmates by the end of 21 December. We have been on the ground kicking and screaming and helping these fathers to be the fathers to their children. We've been, and uh, uh, Lisa talked about like a how, any mom who washed their children's feet and asked for forgiveness, not even one of those mothers have ever come back to prison. Zero percent recidivism. Nationally, nowhere else they can beat this number. Zero percent recidivism, right? And so in North Carolina went down from 33,000 inmates to 24,000 inmates. We've been kicking and screaming at the ground level, which is closing down prisons in North and South Carolina. We want to see this happen across this nation. This nation cannot afford to have this many people serve time in prison. What, what we are doing in this nation 
If only we get a chance to put them in prison, we gladly do it. Three strikes, you're out. War on drugs. We've done atrocities. Which country in the across this world sends 63,000 children below the age 18 to serve time in a prison jail or correctional system? Tell me, which country allows the children below the age 12 or 13 to serve time in prison or jail? Which country in the world has more than 25% of world's incarceration? Only in America, right? We have 42 states out of 50, 50 states in this country have more prisons and jails than colleges. Wow. 24 states have more prison beds and jail beds than college dorm beds. How can we even take this thing lightly? We're spending over $169 billion in prisons, corrections, and um, the, the criminal justice system. Which country? does this kind of atrocity to their own people. This has to stop, and, and the Bible says so, right? Every time God talks about it, if my people who are called by my name humble themselves, seek my face, pray, and turn from their wicked ways, God will never punish a, a nation because of the wickedness of the wicked people. God will punish the righteous when we do the wicked things to our people. Just thank you so much, Cyril. I mean, this is amazing Thanks. for all of your work that you're doing with Proverbs 22.6 Ministries. Every state, do you hear that? Every state needs to have <laughs> this program. State. And if you want to get involved or find out more about Cyril's work, just go to the website, proverbs226.org, and you can also purchase his book, which we have read. It's fantastic. I highly uh, encourage you to purchase it. It's called Are You Dancing in the Rain? And it's on the same website. Yes, Cyril, thanks so much for being a part of Pop Talk. And I hope this show goes far and wide to let everyone know about your ministry. And we'd love for you to reach out to us here at Pearls of Promise Ministries. Uh, you can email us at info at pearlsofpromiseministries.com. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter at Pop Talk Media and Instagram at pop underscore ministries. Check out all of our past shows on our YouTube channel. And we have a conference coming up, coming up soon, October 8th at Northview Baptist Church in Louisville, Texas. It's going to be powerful. So uh, we want you to come. You can find tickets on Eventbrite. And thank you to all of our 13 television platforms who have provided a home for Pop Talk. We also want to thank our production team today, Grace Point Media. For all of your media needs, go to gracepoint.media. And that's Pop Talk for today. We're just ordinary girls who God has turned into pearls. Have a great week. Are you feeling broken or lost? Are you struggling to find a community of like-minded women? Come join us on Soulwin, Shining Our Light Women's Inspiration Network. Soulwin women have come out victoriously from their dark places and now use their God-given gifts to shine their light to the whole world. Get your free 30-day trial today. Go to www.soulwin.tv to subscribe now.
Are you feeling broken or lost? Are you struggling to find a community of like-minded women? Come join us on Soul Win, Shining Our Light Women's Inspiration Network. Soul Win women have come out victoriously from their dark places and now use their God-given gifts to shine their light to the whole world. Get your free 30-day trial today. Go to www.soulwin.tv to subscribe now.